This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello and good news, everybody. Good news to all and to all a good night. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Hannah Canningator, and this is the podcast where I sit down with a guest and talk about all the people, places, and current events that are affecting the world in a positive way. This week, we've got Casey Margaret Craig. Casey is a very funny lady. She is a very dear friend. She makes me laugh all the time. I'm excited for you guys to hear her talk and laugh and giggle. She works in... Giggle sounds so creepy, and I didn't mean it that way, but she's got a good giggle, you guys. You're going to find out. Uh, She works in the film and television in Los Angeles in the art department on shows I know y'all know, like Workaholics and Silicon Valley and Ghosted. She's a treasure, you guys. She's a national treasure. And she's also a trooper because I had her do this podcast immediately after we went on a run together. So uh, also, we ran the Los Angeles Marathon together last weekend, and it was one of the best experiences ever because Los Angeles is such a cool city, and everybody comes out and supports each other, and it's just the best, and I would say that's my personal good news for probably the month and maybe the year. Um, Okay, you guys, if you want to shop on Amazon, you can do so by using my link, and then you can shop, 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 and you get to the link by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news and clicking the support our artist button. That'll then take you to Amazon, and you can shop around, fill up those little online shopping carts and like you normally would, and then uh, Boardwalk Audio gets a little kickback. It's a great podcast network. If you haven't, you should check out some of the other podcasts on the network. It's very good, very fun. Lots of comedy stuff and good things going on there. Um, All right. I think that's all I have to say. Rate and review the podcast if you'd like to. And if you don't, I'll never know that you didn't because I don't know who you are. Uh, But I'd like to uh, rate and review the podcast. Um, Okay, you guys, let's talk about some good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news, good news. Hello, good news. I think it's time we had some frickin' real good news. Yeah. Okay, well, shall we? Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, hello. <laughs> hello and good news, everybody. It's me and Casey. I'm here with Casey Craig on my couch. Hi, guys. <laughs> We're here. We're hanging out. Uh, how was your day, Casey? <laughs> Before we started the podcast, I said, and then I might ask how your day is. We've been spending the last 45 minutes together, so yeah. Hannah's well acquainted with how my day was. Yeah. It's pretty good. It seems like a pretty good day. I got home from work thinking that I had the apartment to myself and the maintenance guy popped out of the bathroom and I yelled at him. (laughs) That's the worst. uh, That's the scariest thing. I've had that happen a couple times. Yeah. Carlo popped out and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, I 
I'm not carrying or packing heat, so you're good. I am not dangerous. <laughs> I'm just liable to run from you. <laughs> I just didn't know there'd be a man in here. <laughs> a little gentleman. <laughs> I remember one time that happened to me, and I texted you that there was a man in my apartment without giving you like the full context, and then didn't text you back for, for like hours. <laughs> No, I recall. <laughs> There's a man in my apartment. Okay, well, what's about what about it, <laughs> Anna? <laughs> That's all. Everything's fine. Um, well, good. Uh, I hope everybody's toilets are good because <laughs> mine's new. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He, I mean, you told me this a second ago. Yeah, brand new toilet. Brand new toilet. Because um, it was running a lot. Mars is doing that. We might need a new guy. Yeah. Well, you just call your landlord. And like this one is actually a better toilet. It's taller. Oh, my old toilet was a little bit short. <laughs> and every time you used it, my feet would fall asleep as immediately. <laughs> and I know that's not right, but <laughs> this one's taller and more reasonable. It's just all better. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Tall toilets are good. I'm a tall lady, so I really get caught. <laughs> So sorry that we're talking about toilets, but I really get caught off guard when you like go to a park or something and you use the public restroom and you don't realize that it's like kid level toilet. Yeah, and so you basically fall onto yeah, it. Yeah, you think you're falling onto the ground. Um, yeah, but it's just like a really short aluminum potty. Yeah. <laughs> Why are there no toilet seats on them? Like, uh, like park toilets. Oh, you're right. There's no, probably because. There's no like. Probably because, like, nobody ever deals with lifting them up and down and they get peed oh, all over, yeah. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, like, worth the risk for the people that have to sit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, guys don't have to. They can go to pee anywhere they want to. And they do. And they will and they do. <laughs> and for their all time. <laughs> anyway, I, got, I hope everybody out there has a good toilet situation. <laughs> Welcome to the good news. Um, let's, I guess, let's get right to it. What do I want right to talk to about first? <laughs> oh, did you see that they printed? Uh, have, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? They printed a 3D, they printed a house with a 3D printer. I didn't see that. Um, super crazy. And at first I was like, wow, that's scary. The robots. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that they are making robot bees. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that makes Do sense. Do they get stingers? Uh, that seems, that, that, that seems, would be so unnecessary. Yeah, it but. seems like a huge liability. <laughs> <laughs> but they've developed these little like robot bees. Yeah. That's I wonder crazy. if the other bees would befriend them. And then they would be like, uh, What's a robot slash person? An android? AI? No. No, no, that's artificial intelligence. <laughs> android? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's think about it. Um. Yeah, what is that? I want to Google it, but I want to think of it by myself with my own brain. Yeah, because I feel like when you think of something like that, it's the best kind of brain snack. Yeah, and, it, and then you remember it for longer. Yeah, probably. Because you had to think about it. Because you had to use your real brain. <laughs> your real not, brain. And not the collective brain. <laughs> not your robot brain. Um, uh, that I wonder if they... Yeah, if the bees will learn bee life. 
the robot bees and I go don't into know if the hive. Like super smart bees, or if they're just like they just will pollinate. But then that also makes me think of that episode of Black Mirror, Ugh. where someone takes a mad Twitter guy takes over the bees and. I've never seen this. <laughs> you didn't watch the finale of, I know you're not the biggest back of your fan. Well, it makes sense you didn't. It's two hours Oh, absolutely long. not. <laughs> I don't watch movies that are two hours long. <laughs> I didn't realize the episode was that long until we were like halfway through it. And I was like, I think it should be over now. And there's still I've never watched look. Twin Peaks because the first episode is two hours, two hours. long. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> this is so long. For- Battlestar Galactica is the only two hour premiere I've ever seen. Um, I w- I've watched a lot of two hours now that I've watched the most recent season of The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> when you read articles of <clears throat> like people going to meet actresses at restaurants and like the description yes. in the beginning, yes. I like want you to describe me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was sit poised <laughs> on Casey's Ikea couch, po- dimly lit apartment <laughs> in East Hollywood. <laughs> She was adorned <laughs> in very smelly athletic clothes. We had just gone running in nice neighborhood run. There's a lamp on the couch next to her <laughs> because it won't stay on the ceiling and it only falls down. So now it's permanently on the couch. I just feel like they mentioned such weird things and I they're know. like, and then her legs were crossed and her left foot rest on top of her right foot. <laughs> very. I'm like, I'm there. She drank. A vitamin water. <laughs> I think about those intro. I was thinking about that recently. Um, for sometimes I think about when I'm famous moments. <laughs> oh yeah, but only the stupidest. I'm not times. even. I don't even want to be an actress. I'm like, yeah. When I get interviewed, I bet they'll say good stuff about my <laughs> bug sneakers I just bought. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay Noel, back to these robots. Um, <laughs> the robots are building houses, and um, they did it. It can do it in 12 to 24 hours, which is crazy. How large is the home? It's not It's not huge. I would, it's 650 square feet. Bigger mm. than this apartment. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so what they're uh, and at first I was like, okay, but it only costs ten thousand dollars to build and it's going to become a new part of like um, housing solution for low income housing and places that need homes. They're planning to build um, there's this program called New Story um, that is like a, a housing nonprofit that goes into the developing world. And they're planning on uh, building 100 homes in El Salvador next year with the Vulcan printer. So I wish I had a friendlier name. Well, I was going to ask about insulation, but I guess in El Salvador, it's less of a concern. Yeah. What, um, what's the material? That's what I was trying to figure out. I didn't read enough about it. Is it plastic it. houses? It seems like maybe it's a little bit plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little bitty baby bit plastic. <laughs> it is... Um, but it could be other materials. I saw they 3D printed organs one time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I need to look more into what the, uh, this was one of those ones that I was like, maybe you should read a little more about it before you talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But true to form, I was like, no, I think I get it. (laughs) I know that I get this. (laughs) 
Um, that's it's so crazy though. Twenty four hours, print a house. Wow. Wow. Guys. The world these days. <laughs> Um, let's see. Speaking of plastic, here's my next story. Um, is it about straws? Oh, it's not about straws, but I am excited about that. I did a story, like I touched on that a little bit last year. No more straws in California, yay. You gotta ask for them now. Mm Mm-hmm. I got metal straws, and it came with like a little wire brush you can clean the inside. Oh, nice. Yeah, so many, when I read the stats, which I don't remember, <laughs> my brain's full of too many stats, guys can't pull it out of there on a whim, but I I was like flabbergasted by the amount of straws, trash, hella, <laughs> yeah, hella, hella straws every single day, and then I was like, oh, of course, I never think about it, but the amount of straws I see going in, a, in the trash working at a restaurant... Also, like, for whatever reason, every time you order a cocktail, they feel the need to give you two stir straws. Yeah, two itty-bitty dumb straws. I drink out of them. I do, too. And I chew them up. I always feel like I don't waste straws very much because I will chew on a straw for a couple hours after a drink. You're helping the process of it. I'm breaking it down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With my mouth. (laughs) Also probably ruining my teeth. (laughs) Yeah. I'll also chew on a straw. And if there's a straw in the drink, I'll drink it so fast. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Oh, yeah. It's really bad for me. Um, It's also bad, like, in regards to, like, coffee because you'll get it and then I will drink it so quickly through the straw because, A, it's fun and yeah be i want you on that straw mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you don't have to drink no more yeah no more <laughs> that's why hot drinks are like probably better for me because yeah. you have to drink it with some sort of like control <laughs> yeah they'll at least last a half an hour yeah if i get a coffee drink it's gone it's gone 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 <laughs> <laughs> eventually <laughs> yeah. um yeah, uh, uh, speak, but yes, so no more straws. You have to ask, thank God, except people are going to, there's going to be that transition period that used to happen with, they have that with water here in LA, although I'll still just give it to people because like uh, at restaurants, people will be mean to you about it at first. They're like, excuse me, can I get a straw? Or like, excuse me, can I get some water? <laughs> They're just it, so everyone know. I also feel like people were up in arms about the plastic bags, and now it's just a way of life. We just get paper bags, yeah, or you bring your regular bags, or every single time you buy, like I do, ninety nine cent reusable bags from Trader Joe's. Yeah, uh-huh. so you have now I have five hundred reusable Me bags. Me too, and I always feel so sad about it every time I do it. Yeah, but. But I mean, I'm the thought is that I would always have bags in rotation in my car, so I'd always have bags at the grocery store. But every time I just bring them in the house yeah, and cause... forget to bring them back out to the car, or I go grocery shopping and then you're in line and paying and you realize that your bags are in the car. Yeah. Um. So I just end up with so many paper bags in all the places. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch in my car and a bunch in my house. <clears throat> and then the goodwill ends up with them. My bad clothes inside of them. <laughs> my bad, my bad clothes. Mike, please take these away from me. Um, there's this co- okay. So there's this company called Parley. Do you know about them? No. <laughs> <laughs> they 
are doing a lot of stuff in terms of helping the plastic situation. What plastic situation? <laughs> the bad one. Like the one in the ocean yeah. or the fact that it's made out of oil? Yeah. The one in, yeah. mostly the one in the ocean. But like all, all of it. All. <laughs> For real, all of it. They're like, we gotta stop with this plastic stuff. They're trying to, they are trying to clean up the oceans, but they're also mostly trying to, uh, like recycle the like intercept the waste um and turn the plastic into something recycle it before it ends up too far into the vortexes those crazy giant vortexes in the ocean and they're also trying to redesign plastic like how it's made from uh, i read like a tiny bit into it and they don't they're like obviously still working on it but they are trying to make it out of living things like like living microbes and stuff like that to make it be degradable they have like a ton of scientists who are working on all sorts of like how to make a new plastic and will they make, make straws it be, make it be so yeah we can have them again? Straws. <laughs> it'll be straws made out of skin oh, good. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's gonna be made out of but they want it to be like um i mean i by living things they mean like plant matter and stuff well, okay think, so like but, not microbes like cellulose no. but they said the word microbes but now i can't find it little bit there's uh so straws made out of bugs yeah little teeny bugs <laughs> um but one of the things they're doing is they have they intercepted a bunch of the plastic before it goes to the ocean or some of it in the ocean and then they recycle it and they have made a material out of it that they turn into a yarn that Adidas is using on one of their newest boosts shoes. So they've gotten like bigger companies involved, which mm -hmm. is cool because got to have that money for people to <laughs> and that fashion <laughs> and the looks and looks good for people to get behind recycling. Recycling's hard. It is hard. I am bad about it all the time. So are they filtering the ocean water? They're like going through and pulling stuff out, but mostly like a lot of <laughs> mostly like a lot of beach cleanup. Oh, I would okay. say um, like manual. Or are they using a thing? They do both and all. <laughs> They're such a huge company. I had no no idea about it. Um, like they do hands-on cleanups. They do, they have like stuff that goes out into the ocean and picks it up. Like the, the trash islands? Yeah. Those things are big. So crazy. They're like the size of continent. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I think it's bizarre that the ocean's so large that we're not seeing it though. Yeah. <laughs> like i don't know the ocean's too big it's so big i was trying to like uh verbalize this to someone about how strange it is to be in an open ocean um like if you're scuba diving in yeah. blue water because like in the caribbean you're usually like within a hundred ish feet from the ground and yeah. like the color of the water is this like very like light blue it's not this like crazy sapphire blue like when you're in hawaii but like we've talked about this when you are standing on a cliff of something and make like the urge for you to jump off it or throw your phone or yeah <laughs> drop your stuff over the edge is like pretty strong but like when you're in the ocean 
And if you have like some sort of like way to reference like how deep it is, like if you're on a cliff or something, yeah, it makes you feel like you are jumping or something. It's like strange vertigo because you have like con- the concept of how tall whatever you're next to is and you're not on anything. Yeah. And it's for literally forever all down to the, like an abyss, you know, like thousands of feet of ocean underneath you because it's like an atoll. Um, but yeah, it gives you like what I would consider the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the, it's like vertigo. Oh my God. I don't know if I could handle that. Well, I don't know if I could do scuba, di- scuba diving. I'm a air breather real fast girl. <laughs> <laughs> You run through your tank really fast? Yeah, because I'm panting. I'm scared <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I'm really scared. Yeah, I would be so scared. Um, I'm like not a chill person to begin with. And so like when I'm in the water and uh, breathing down there <laughs> and then like you like look up and you like there's like just this concept of how almost it like almost reminds me of heights because like it just the concept of how far down you are but it's almost like how far up something it's like kind of the same sensation if yeah that makes sense yeah i don't know i was like it's like really hard for me to verbalize but uh, i don't it, i get weirded out <laughs> <laughs> i like looking at the animals i think it's very fun but at the same time i'm like i really cannot conceptualize anything while i'm down here yeah i'm trying really hard not to think about how meaningless my life is <laughs> I'm so small and meaningless and pointless in this grand scheme of things. Yeah. As soon as I am underwater, I'm like, I don't know about all this. I feel that way just looking out at the ocean. Like just being on the beach. I'm like, man, there's a lot of stuff in there. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that I definitely am scared of. I'm scared of it. And also like, yeah, I don't matter. (laughs) I don't matter. And also the weird thing about the ocean is that things that look like your worst nightmares just live out there yeah they are just like the you can just like dredge up some ugly fish i almost sent you a really ugly fish from the depths the other day (laughs) (laughs) yeah the ocean's crazy and it's also filled with plastic so much plastic um they use ghost nets in the seas and they take people and they take them around the shores what ghost nets what's a ghost net i think it's like a big net that you can't see (laughs) (laughs) they only come out at night what no how do they not get fish i don't know what's the ghost? what's ghostly about what's ghoulish (laughs) i'm gonna use google what's a ghost net oh maybe they're picking up ghost nets (laughs) what's a ghost net a ghost net is a fishing net that has been left or lost in the ocean by fishermen so they so they're going and trying to find ghost nets yeah oh yeah yeah i read that sentence wrong okay just read it again (laughs) (laughs) they remove plastic from shorelines and ghost nets from high seas in remote areas we establish systems to intercept plastic waste before it ends up in landfills gets burned buried or tossed into rivers or oceans yeah they're not they're picking up the ghost nets i'm not quite sure how how though how do they find them the the trashes nets or the ghosts <laughs> i think probably they go towards the where these weird vortexes are i don't know how you find any of that because the ocean seems vast it's so vast <coughs> look these are all little vortexes 
Oh, there's where, five uh, of currents them. meet each other. Yeah, where the trash collects. Cyclones happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think all cyclones <laughs> are essentially trash cyclones. Yeah, I mean, if I learned anything from the movie Twister. <laughs> oh yeah, can do tornadoes actually big up cows? Yeah, in houses. I don't know fully. I am not from a tornado zone. Me either. I remember feeling very nervous about it when I saw Twister and my mom was like, you, we've never had a tornado here yeah. and, I'll, and there never will be one. <laughs> we would get tornado warnings like because the thunderstorms are really intense on the East Coast. Yeah. So you get like tornado warnings and tornado watches. I can't ever remember which one's like more serious, but every time that happens, the so I would say like every three days in the summer uh, in the part of like Pennsylvania I am from, you would get a giant thunderstorm come through and it would be really nice because it would relieve the pressure of the humidity. Um, but some of them would get really, really, really bad and the sky kind of turns green when we oh, get whoa. like tornado warnings or tornado watches. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because they are just like over in an instant. It's like all the rain. It like rains so, so, so hard. But it's so nice because like the temperature like and the humidity is like instantly relieved like you can go outside and you're like it's a new day it's, it's a new done. dawn <laughs> and you like write a michael wuble song <laughs> that's cool yeah cyclones so, tornadoes weather. garbage <laughs> um this company i also when i was reading through it i was like i think they're just gonna take over the world eventually if they can figure this out they're literally all over the world um the but trash cyclones are the company. The company. They're in the Maldives picking up ghost nets. They're in Alaska. They're in Jamaica. They're in Hawaii. They're in the Gulf of Maine, uh, Australia. They're everywhere. The, United, the UK. And that's just for the ghost nets. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that's just ghost nets for you. <laughs> they just have so many different programs. Um they have, I'll just read through them because I didn't even get, like, I was obviously only focused on the Adidas aspect. <laughs> right. Because um, you're the last Adidas fan in all the world. Yeah. Uh, Global Cleanup Network. Uh, they, this is the Coastline one. Ghost, ghost Net Revival. Retrieval. I mean, <laughs> we know what that is ghost, now. That's your new band, Ghost Net Revival. <laughs> Uh, ocean plastic materials. This is where they turn it into yarn. Do you uh, think they do it actively on the boat? Yeah, They're right like there. Spinning. They have a machine. And, and like it sucks in and comes out yarn on the other end. Uh, reinventing plastic. Reverse the unstoppable. This is their... What's reverse the unstoppable? <laughs> That's awful big. Plastic is unstoppable. Our highly collaborative green chemistry network is working on new materials and production method to boast eco-innovation. They're trying to make new plastic out of microbes. <laughs> um, is it sturdy? Like, I... Yeah, I don't know. One time, well, because I like, are the microbes alive? Or are we using? Or are we like sacrificing the microbes to make the material? Um, Does it count as vegan? Ooh, good question. <laughs> you know, I for a while was like trying to figure out a better trash bag situation for my own house and wanted something that was like degradable and i almost accidentally bought the compostable kinds which if you don't have an actual compost in your backyard ends up doing more harm than good because if you put it 
in a regular trash bin, like a dumpster that's not a compost, it turns into like a terrible green slime and nothing happens with it. It just ends up being bad. Hannah, you don't even have a reusable water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe you start there. I did find that some okay trash bags though. I know this is like one of <laughs> this is like one of my biggest bummers about prob like sad thing making things about myself is that I can't handle having an, just one water bottle. Just anything. <laughs> you can't keep track of anything. <laughs> it like really bums me out how much trash I'm putting in the world. I'm really bad about it. <sighs> Keeps me honest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't be too good, you know. <laughs> um, biofabrication. I feel like I have to move on from this story soon because no one's learning anything <laughs> from what I'm saying. But biofabrication. I just feel like you're saying most of it wrong. <laughs> Ghostnet revival. <laughs> They're setting ghost nets all over the world, getting garbage. <laughs> These ghoulie nets out there to pick up all that trash. All the spooky monsters. Um, Biofabrication is a new design paradigm centered on cultivating materials with living cells. Um, Harnessing living organisms and systems to grow biodegradable alternatives to harmful materials in our consumer um, products. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay, here's the, here's the good stuff. <laughs> I was trying to understand this article last night, and then it just cut, it has a photo of like their a recent like exhibition uh, exhib- exhibition <laughs> thing <laughs> expo <laughs> that they had, and it just has a weird list of like everything that got it, that was there um, without it being totally explained, and it says bolt spider silk, mango materials, plastic alternatives, and textiles made using microbes. Uh, <laughs> modern Meadow introducing ZOA, the biofabricated leather. Textiles dyed by bacterial pigments and screen prints produced on the Petri dish. That actually, I was like, oh. The microplastic thing is crazy. Yeah, I want to know more about it. I do, too. Um... Living ink, sustainable ink grown using algae. Interesting. Um, They're not milking squids. <laughs> that's what I picture. <laughs> Just scaring a bunch of octopus yeah. taking the ink. <laughs> squids are mean. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to mess with them at all. <laughs> uh, here's a weird one. Ten times beta. Footprintless sneaker capturing CO2 emissions. With the sneaker? I guess so. See, none of it's explained. It's just a weird list. So you're capturing CO2 (laughs) in the sneaker? In your sneaker? I'm about that. Yeah, me too. This is, I want the sneaker to swell. So so you can know it's like a goal-oriented. It's goal-oriented and, or it's an indicator that you need a new shoe. Yeah. You got a bunch of weird air in there. You got a clown shoe. <laughs> it's like the pumps, except, yeah. you know, you're doing it right. Yeah. But what do you do with the shoe when it's all filled up? You probably put it in a machine. And send it to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pull it out and 
There's a there was another thing that I did a bad job explaining a different episode where they like figured out how to put CO2 into rocks. <laughs> and Carbon I, sequestering? I was trying to explain it and it was not helpful to anyone, but uh, they put it into rocks. Mm-hmm. What was it called? I can't remember. It's lost lost in this library of, of my stats. mind and <laughs> stats, yeah. All right, well, let's move on from that one. I tried my best there. But look up the company Parley and look up the the new, I think they're called the Parley Boosts. Um, this is not an ad for Adidas. It's not. God, I wish. Call me. <laughs> Call me Adidas. <laughs> documentary coming out I was like oh because this one starts out kind of sad but it is cool um there's a new documentary calling it coming out called even when I fall in April that's about the kids who are kidnapped from Nepal and then like sold into circus life which is a huge thing I guess and I didn't circus yeah I didn't really like, like traditional circus or like a um, probably like, probably cooler and better than the ones here like less animals and more human tricks I feel like you know what I mean like trapeze and uh, like aerial arts that kind of circus when I picture circus I picture like the weird ones that came like bearded lady stuff yeah this is like acrobatic circus so oh, they yeah. get they get um, kids in Nepal are uh, trafficked and sold to, into India into uh, the circus circuses <laughs> and the, which is like a big industry there I guess mm-hmm. um, so there's this story of these kids um, I feel like that was a thing people would say like run away to the circus yeah they, did you ever see the movie we're back the dinosaurs the dinosaur one yeah. yeah and then they turn into scary dinosaurs yeah like, with screws in their eyes Oh, yeah, I haven't seen I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it in so long. I think it's a really scary movie, but those kids run away to the circus. This sounds sadder. I think also run away to the circus. I think even though they say the run away to the circus, I think maybe it's mostly kidnapped away to the circus when I think about it. Oh, okay. I don't know. But there's like circuses aren't really a thing anymore anyway. Yeah. Like that one closed. The The ringling. Yeah, definitely not here. Or probably the UK as much, but I guess in India it is. And so this one girl, her neighbor kidnapped her and sold her. Which to the is, circus. Yeah, which is crazy to think about that your neighbor can just grab you and then sell you to the circus. Um, she grew up in the circus and you go through like intense like training into like more like one or two in the morning of just like training over and over again um acrobatics and all that kind of stuff she was married to uh she was married to the circus over owner's son at 14 and within 12 months she had given birth to twin sons and then two years later by 17 she had given birth to a third son and then by 20 she was a widow She's crazy freaking life. But then I guess like this trafficking circus thing became more on the radar 
and a bunch of them got busted and her her circus that she was in got busted and she was brought back to her family but at this point she had been gone for like 14 years but she Mm -hmm. was reunited with her family and so were some other kids but then that was crazy hard too because they're like different people completely different people and all of a sudden back in this reality that they don't know Mm -hmm. at all and their families don't know them and there's like a weird stigma against the circus everywhere i think of like oh crazy circus people or like you're trash or you're um you're like transient people and so just like really really hard for her to adjust so she and some of these other people who had been rescued and brought back with circus experience yeah with all the circus experience decided to start their own circus um like raising awareness to track trafficking and stuff but also being able to like perform and do what they're really good at and when, um, did they end up like like circusing yeah i like she they really like it because they it's like what they know and they're so talented at it and mm-hmm. they do like performing um so they started this um their circus is called circus katmandu and it's all founded and comp- comprised of trafficking survivors. Um, oh, wow. Is cool? <clears throat> yeah. And is it a traveling circus or is it? Um... Um, yes, it is a traveling cir- circus, um, mostly around Nepal. I just think that's really cool. I really want to see the documentary that comes out about it. It's being really, I'm wondering if it'll be released in the U.S. It's definitely being released in the U.K., on april 13th it sounds like a neat documentary yeah such a crazy story too i also think it's really cool to have to go through something like that and then find a way to come back to it and like make it empowering for yourself yeah or make it your own yeah versus a you know a forced yeah and i hope i mean and hopefully they can make a living off of it i'm assuming that they weren't making wages working at the other yeah, I wouldn't think so. I would think it's just organization. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that it's just like a feed and clothe you and a room yeah. and board kind yeah. of situation. An yeah, internship. Yeah, but they're all so talented. I mean, because they from so young were taught how to do all this. Cra- they were like basically like beat into doing this all these crazy tricks and skills. Are they, is it like super flexible stuff? Like the, um, uh, like the foldy, the foldy types of tricks? Foldies. Foldies Um, and swingies. Yeah, kind of a mix. Like Cirque du Soleil type of stuff. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. (laughs) The The foldies. (laughs) The foldy tricks. You know, that one big one with all the foldy tricks. Yeah, I think it's like Cirque du Soleil type of stuff. Hmm. Tons of flexibility and ability to like fly around on on stuff and throw each other up in the air that's really brave too yeah isn't that how batman's parents died in this oh on the trapeze or is it robin's parents yeah they were circus folks yeah they were circus i'm i can like visualize that flashback from batman and robin so well which is my favorite oh and i was just thinking well because bruce wayne doesn't have like circus vibes (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like how they make so much money (laughs) (laughs) right it was robin (laughs) the richest parents in the circus (laughs) 
Toronto. Here's my animal corner. Toronto is has rebuilt or is rebuilding all its current buildings and um, the whole city or the zoo, the whole city to make it so birds don't smash into windows anymore. I didn't realize it's a huge problem there with like birds that are a little bit like in danger. It's like right on the migratory path of birds Mm -hmm. and they all. Yeah. And they all stop at Lake Orlando, Ontario, like Ontario. In Florida, by Florida. Canada. And then they go up to Canada. <laughs> they stop at Disneyland World. <laughs> the Florida one. <laughs> to go to there on their vacation. Bird to vacation. Ep- <laughs> so they're redesigning all of... Because Toronto previously also was like how a lot of cities are where the skyline is like all that weird like... Was that late '90s where everything became a mirror? Yeah, and like yes, all this, I don't know. the all the skyscrapers are like weird mirrors. That's really hard for birds, and they fly into them all the time. And so they are redesigning it to either you have to have something over the windows, like have texture on the windows, or receive the windows uh, so that they're not just like straight glass reflections of things, mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's working because there's this one spot the guy was like we know it's working because there used to we used to find a hundred dead birds here every year (laughs) in front of this one door (laughs) holy cow i know and uh and now he's like and this year last year there was only one or two the video i kind of just want to show it to you because it's like (laughs) it's really intense at first it's like that really dramatic b-reel of like a bird smashing into a window you know you, you know that classic <laughs> <B-reel>. <laughs> of a bird smashing into the window <laughs> explain that so bad you know in like a, classic, you know <laughs> the classic footage you've seen a hundred times just of a bird smashing <laughs> you know in like a, like a crime like crime show or a documentary when they go back do a tip a flashback and it's like in black and white and really dramatic yeah that's what it's like but okay. with birds in windows yeah that makes more sense <laughs> in a crime show when they just show and there's birds. tons of birds <laughs> smashing into windows it's like really dramatic and like kind of jarring and then they go to the guy the expert in toronto and he brings you to his freezer where he has a, like a hundred birds in this freezer <laughs> like dead birds and at first you're like why does he have all these birds but it's because they're like rare birds like really cool special looking birds. special birds but they're all dead um they're alive in there <laughs> <laughs> these are my sleeping birds <laughs> and it's like the first part of the video is very bizarre but they figured out how to make toronto better so that less birds are smashing into windows that is good. And the headline is just how to stop birds smashing into windows. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's a mis- how to stop birds smashing into windows. I feel like there's a missing word. Yeah. How to stop birds smashing into windows. <laughs> I think it's from- on the BBC, so I feel like they, it should be a little better. <laughs> <laughs> like a better headline, yeah. It's like a renowned news. <laughs> If, if you haven't heard of the BBC, it's renowned, it's renowned. <laughs> news thing. Very reputable. Uh, reputable. Okay. Um, now we're to small town news. I already texted you that I was having a hard time finding something. 
Uh, Casey is from Sayre, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's on the border of New York State. It is a place of abandoned industrialism. Um, so sometimes good news can be not widely shared from the area. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of sad rural news, I would say. Um, uh, one thing, well, I did find, maybe I kind of found two things. Uh, <laughs> there was an animal shelter that burned down last week, which was sad news. This is, In I, Bradford County? Yes, in Bradford yeah. County. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't the good news. But the the good news is that a, another animal shelter is like having a fundraiser and getting a bunch of money to help support the one that went down. And rebuild it, yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. That is nice. Um, Really sad, though, about the first one. Yeah, it's not great. Um, And then this second one, so you're, so Bradford County is part of like two tiers, it's called? Twin tiers. Like twin tiers, yeah. yeah. So it's um one county is in New York State and one county is in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> the twin tiers. Yeah. Um, I found this thing on the local news channel. They did a 30 minute interview. They do like a community, um, on the twin tiers news channel. They do a community focus segment, mm -hmm. um, where they sit down with people they think are doing a good job or just like good people or are, are nonprofits they're in, interested in. They did a 30-minute interview with this guy, Jim Hunt, who was, this is not the one I'm talking about, but uh, he is a quadriplegic and was born that way. Mm -hmm. At first I thought maybe he does like some crazy volunteer work or something, but they were just like, how, I mean, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 minutes of that, um, which is nice though. They were like, tell us about overcoming your hardship and all of it um there's these two older women who started this uh program called wounded healers which is a nonprofit who which deals with grief and bereavement and is just basically a place where people can come and go to support groups that are going through grief and they have monthly support group meetings they have like individual bereavement counseling they go into schools and stuff and they have uh, family meetings they also are there to support people who are like going through uh lifelong Ill illnesses or who are trying to like plan a funeral or a memorial just any help with grief that you might need which i thought was really cool this is actually this is on the other side so this is technically in new york this is in um um, why can't I remember the name of the small town? Um, Horseheads. Yeah. Which is like 40 minutes from, that's where we would go to the mall. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> like <laughs> where the closest bread lobster is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's cool because especially in, like I know in Lander where I'm from, which is small and rural, there's just not usually a things like this mm -hmm. like support groups like that um especially around grief i feel like i feel like it exists more in like big cities and stuff but um for it to be in a smaller town is i just thought that was cool and they have so many different aspects of it as well as opposed to just like one monthly meeting or something and also one of the ladies um wrote a book 
Oh, nice. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, and she sells it for $10. What's um, it called? Honoring your love, honoring your grief when your loved one has died. <laughs> big, big boss. <laughs> Um, and she's one of the co-founders. Her name's Christine, Christine Lloyd. Um, yeah, I just like it. And they were really cute in the interview. There's the like, two ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just want to help people going through stuff. That is nice. I feel like, um, it's weird living in a small town because it is especially in like the middle of nowhere it horseheads it's just like it's like vastly different yeah despite being just 40 miles away i guess it's like that everywhere but um you know that's like a a city of like maybe a couple hundred thousand people yeah. oh like, really versus, it's that big yeah yeah it's like a, it's a it's significantly larger than uh, oh, okay so that makes this make more yeah it makes a little bit more sense but um yeah so it's a it's they have a mall you know <laughs> yeah yeah we have you know we have a walmart and yeah. some grocery stores and a china buffet oh a china buffet it's really pretty good <laughs> that is good um yeah we have we had we didn't have a walmart but we had these weird stores called Alco and Pomida. We had one on each end of the town, uh-huh. which are like the weirdo version of, of Walmart. a Walmart or a Kmart. I remember kind of, I might have been really, really young when they put in the Walmart, but we also had a Kmart and then another store, which I've never seen anywhere else called Ames, A-M-E-S, mm. which was like kind of a similar type of department store. Yeah. They also had... <laughs> this uh little like clothes store that was supposedly a chain um but it was called fashion bug which i love (laughs) i love that too mark referenced fashion bug in one of our shows the other day oh really yeah Yeah. he's from connecticut so like an east coast like weird little clothing thing thing. yeah yeah and so they would send these like little post uh, postcard thingies in the mail it's like we have a sale with a scratch off on it so come shopping and you'll scratch it off and see what you can buy. And so, like, at the checkout, you hand them the postcard and then they scratch off the little, like, sale tag. Yeah. And you get whatever the discount is underneath it. So, like, you're gambling, kind of. Like, are you going to load up at Fashion Bug and yeah. like, try to bank on the 50% <laughs> off? Or are you going, if it's going to be 15%, you always get something. Yeah. But, yeah, you're, you know, you're living a dangerous life. <laughs> But I liked going there. They had good pajama sets. Casey loves a good pajama set. All my pajamas are sets. I'm not trying to wear mismatching pajamas to bed like some plebeian. (laughs) Just like a tank and some shorts. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Who do you think I am? I'm a thousand air. Well, that's my good news first air. I'm sorry it's not very much. The animal shelter thing is nice. It is nice. Um... Let me think of something that, oh, my sister-in-law uh, runs like a PR for the the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of neat. And because the hospital in Sarah, the Robert Packer Hospital and then the Guthrie 
clinic they're like some of the best like in the top 100 hospitals in the country i was noticing that when i was doing research i was like maybe i should just talk about this hospital because yeah so like people like go to that hospital they like go they'll go to sare specifically for medical care um because it's uh like really very good very um especially cardiac cardiac yeah um but anyway so carla works in pr so they do these facebook live videos that i love watching um where like a news person will sit down with a doctor and they'll like have like these little interviews and it's like a small town and like a like a relatively small hospital so but i feel like they kind of get a lot of views for like the dem like how many people actually live in the area yeah um but i think it's really neat (laughs) that is cool yeah so um yeah, Carla will set those up and, um, yeah, the media will interact with the doctor and they do, yeah, Facebook live videos like once a week or something. That's really cool. Yeah, so you get to kind of, if you are going through something really hard medically, um, you get to see sort of like a little bit more of a personal side of your doctor, which I think is nice. That is nice. Yeah. I like that. Totally. And like how they f- like think what they think about their job and... Um, so I think that is like a cool way for, especially because the hospital is like the main source of commerce in the area. Yeah, totally. That's cool. It's like provides like almost everyone their job. That is cool. Yeah. That's good news. That's good news. It's right by a pond. Oh. Sayer Pond. Sayer Pond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good pond. <laughs> you about personal good news okay did you think about a thing i'll give you a mediocre warning to as to it sometimes <laughs> i forget to tell people until they're here and then they're okay so i get so any time in your life that you felt like you were affected by something in a positive way it can be uh literally a time somebody told you something that was a good piece of news or it can be like something that was hard that you learned a positive lesson from Mm-hmm. Or whatever you, whatever pops into your head. Uh, nothing really struck me. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I just feel like there's like a lot of uh, times when you're in your adult life <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I don't know. You have like an experience, or but I guess the I have like a. I had this job in Alaska for a good many years um, at an environmental nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like, this is, like, multifaceted. So I'd go to Alaska every summer. And the first summer I went, I the first two summers I went, I stayed with my older sister. And that was, like, an incredible experience um, because... You know, I lived at her house and I had like sort of like an adult life kind yeah. of. I went to a job and I had paychecks and I didn't pay rent. And thank you, Tara. Um, but and she would cook for me every day. I would just watch. <laughs> but I would like maintain the Netflix queue because we were getting DVDs still. Um, but, you know, she really taught me a lot about being like responsible and like uh, like becoming the woman that I feel like I am today. That being said, um, you know, 
through as I got older and I was coming back to Alaska, I made friends outside of my older sister. She had moved to Fairbanks and I was mm -hmm. still living in Anchorage. And I would say over the course of like four or five years, um, it was like some of the first times I ever felt like I belonged anywhere. Um, like I met a bunch of, you know, weird people. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. people that had like similar sensibilities, like yeah. people that considered the same things fun. Um, people with maybe the same level of energy that I have. Yeah. Um, and like sort of celebrated the summertime. Yeah. Um, and I feel like those people like you know like i made me feel like a full human being in a certain way like felt very relatable and then lastly professionally working at that job i learned like everything that i know about be having a job yeah. from my boss tom barger um Bjork. and he's like this really interesting guy he's <laughs> <laughs> he he loves baseball and like my favorite anecdote about tom is he would like be really ecstatic when bears would come to the property mm -hmm. um because he's like a really talented pitcher um he can throw a ball really quickly and uh he would throw rocks at the bears and so like <laughs> when like black bears would like come because there's this like one field that grows a ton of clovers so like these big fat black bears like come and sit on their butts and like eat clover scare kids it's bad um <laughs> it's not bad like in a dangerous way yeah. but like we have to take care of the bear situation right because <laughs> there's 200 children in the the woods <laughs> um so tom would always like throw rocks to scare them but like he would definitely like, peg them with the rocks. <laughs> they barely cared. <laughs> but it was like, um, but anyway, he's like a grown man that has like a still instills in children and, uh, you know, big children like me yeah. and my colleagues, like a sense of wonder and uh, a sense of gratitude. And um, yeah, if I have even like a small portion of impact that he had, on me and like the people of the community um i would say like yeah even a small portion i would consider my life a success mm -hmm. yeah he's like the ultimate good news guy i, I would say that. yeah he's like a community staple he's like somebody um he's a really special guy i would say yeah so i feel like he's a pretty constant good news bringer he dresses up as Cat in the Hat. Don't tell any kids of Anchorage. <laughs> but every summer he would dress up as Cat in the Hat. <laughs> Throw toilet paper at kids. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Like over the beams. Not yeah. Not at kids, but like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like the rock situation with the bear. It's like he's throwing the toilet paper over the beams. Yeah. But anyway, I feel I like. I love that. Yeah, he's a, he's a good news bringer. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool when you think back on like the people you have met in your life that really shaped you and like how totally. so and how you're like yeah if I could be a little bit of that totally at some point yeah I feel like Alaska itself is like a really special place to me but like more so than anything it's like definitely the individuals that mm -hmm. I met there um that you know made me the gem of a woman I am <laughs> 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 learned yeah. a lot of life lessons yeah 
Um, I always get, uh, it sounds like such like a stoner thought of like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what if, I just think it's crazy to look back on the people you met on certain days and think about, well, if I hadn't talked to this person on this day or made this choice or had this conversation or stayed at this job, where the, where the heck would I be? Where the heck would I be? It's crazy to think about. Yeah. I think sometimes about if I went to UNC like I really wanted to in high school instead of going to Missoula because I feel like Missoula was that for me a little bit. Um, the your Alaska and yeah, just crazy to think about. Yeah. Where would we be if you didn't go to Alaska? Oh. I feel like I'd be a weird, uh, I'd be probably more grumpy. Why? Or like more like I'm just trying to make that money. Like maybe that's because what I of would UNC. Be. <laughs> yeah. like how do you know that? <laughs> like you jumped. Like I feel like you really made like you you made a lot of assumptions. <laughs> you just wouldn't know the same people, right? Yeah. You like have had the dream of being an actor since you were a kid, so you probably still yes. would have moved to LA. Yes. I moved to L.A. after, like, a long series of weird happenstance. <laughs> like, I had no intention of living in Los Angeles, and I was apprehensive about the whole thing. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. I have nothing else planned. <laughs> so after this summer, I guess that's where I will go. <laughs> I have nothing else going on. But it's crazy to think about, I wouldn't know you, probably. Because I wouldn't oh, know, yeah. like, the people that take you to other people. Totally. You know? Yeah. Whoa, you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's good news. I don't know. People in your life are important. Everyone you meet, you meet for a reason. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Butterfly wings. <laughs> Hurricanes. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Um... Well, Casey, thank you for being here. <laughs> I never come here, so. Thank you. It <laughs> was a long trip. Thanks for hanging out on my big couch. It used to be a big red couch, and now it's a great big blue sectional. Okay, well, I'm going to sign us off. We're going to sign off now. <laughs> Good news later, everybody. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Hannah. Good news later. Bye. Bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.